back to another episode of The Last Men Standing, the unofficial podcast to the CBS All Access series, The Stand. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Corey. And we are the broadcasters. And today we're going to review episode seven titled The Walk. Corey, how are you feeling about the title there? The Walk, buddy. It's such a piece of shit title. Again, how am I supposed to get something good from that? I can't even make fun of or riff off of this. The Walk. Fucking asshole. The Trek. The Slog. The, oh, the Tumble. Matt, how far are you getting into this before you're like, mm, so I have, to, I have to climb the the Rocky Mountains on foot uh, two and a half days before I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Also, like, Glenn, great at finding loopholes, right, to, to Mother Abigail's shit. Hey, I can pick up like a razor scooter, like some rollerblades. Yeah, what, what are the rules? Is a bike is a bike acceptable? I mean, he, the vape pen was that. in his pocket, so he gets to bring that, which is just like everything. I mean, he even, he even oh, busted out great. for the picture, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to be a little bit, uh, I don't think I'm in shape to make that walk. And fucking Glenn is definitely not in shape to make that walk. Uh, 800 miles. No way. Uh, Matt, you got a synopsis for us. The trash can man finds a nuke. Harold and Nadine flee to Vegas, but Harold forgets one of the most important rules of motorcycle driving. Mother mm -hmm. Abigail kicks the bucket and has one last command before she goes. The Boulder Four take a trip to Vegas. Stu also takes a tumble. And Nadine and Flag make a monster baby. There's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot to unpack this week. A lot to take in the, in the walk here. Let's, let's walk you guys through it. Some quick reactions. Let's do some quick reactions to episode seven. Uh, Corey, what did you think of the episode? It's a bad episode of a bad show. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm running out of ways to really blast this thing apart for just how <laughs> how often it it shits on my expectations. This was not the worst episode of the season. I'll say that. Um, definitely not the worst of the season. But it's still just like a bad show, and all I can see is just the flaws like all i'm left with are the, are the blank spaces where a good story used to be yeah and uh i, I don't know stop starting episodes with like high-pitched screeching from the trash can man <laughs> and expecting me to be like super into it yeah and especially two episodes in a row yeah two in a row let's just start with some weird screech noises uh you're right i don't think this is bad as it wasn't as bad as episode six but congratulations you didn't create another dumpster fire like well done congrats matt what did you think yeah i mean i did think it was better than last week like Corey's right this is a bad tv show but this was by like far from the worst episode they've right. done um agreed like i don't think a lot of like what's happening makes like really any sense unless you've read the book like there's a lot of like people are doing things for strange motivations and just like at the whims of mother abigail who hasn't shown like a lot of power not um anymore yeah and then yeah i did like like a lot of the visuals like i like the walk I, i'm a right big, like nature documentary guy so them just trekking through like you know colorado and utah and, and like the desert is, is kind of cool um but like look good characters suck that's that's a <laughs> bad show yeah. uh yeah <laughs> look good characters suck that doesn't be the tagline for the show uh let's let's jump actually into to the journey so th this week we didn't really break it up into vegas and boulder uh we broke it up into the two journeys you have like nadine and harold's journey and then you have like the boulder crew so uh, do, do we want to even talk about the trash can man's opening scene? Do we even want to get into it? I think we have to mention it. I mean, the guy single-handedly walked into a like United States nuclear bomb facility and walked out with a warhead by himself. 
That's a thing that happened. No, no, it's 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 patently ridiculous. But it's also ridiculous when it happens in the book, right? Because I mean, like the head of a missile is going to be thousands of pounds, right? Like you have a guy who's who's rappelling down in soiled underpants. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. At least in the book, like the trash can man has like some god or like Satan giving gift to like find and operate weapons like it's ridiculous it's like somebody created a video game character and turned like his weapon operations like intelligence to like 100 it makes no sense but like he has this weird ability and he's shown it over time like he you know he's getting like jet fighters up and running and like hellfire missiles and like tanks and it's like oh okay i guess this progression to nuke like is a thing this he just walks over picks up a nuke and walks out or drives out yeah wait he actually does this in the book though uh, kind of I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah more or less. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sorry, that's like unforgivable. It's but like, look, by that point, like you you spend a lot of time with the character, right? So you're also like willing to be more generous, right? Like you're going to be more right. forgiving based on the amount of time you spent with him, and that's and that's across the board, right? That's Stu falling in a little in a little pit, and that is the trash can man <laughs> sawing off the top of a nuke, right? Like you're just more forgiving because you like them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right. I've, fall, I've fallen down some tiny little, like, hills. I've never successfully stolen a nuclear warhead, so there, there's a big ask there. That's ridiculous. I've never repelled. I've never repelled. I've never repelled down anything. I can't believe he just repels into this silo and cuts into the nuke and then takes it out. I mean, and then just if you're what, what vehicle is he driving? I mean, there's that. It's a you're golf. I think it's a golf cart. It looks like a golf cart. It feels like a golf cart. Um, he drove that thing from Vegas. No, I mean it's one of those. Uh, it's definitely not a golf cart. No, I, it looks like one of those flat trucks that they take, like uh, that they have, like the airport or something like that. Like that's honestly what it looks like. One of those uh, yeah. luggage buggies, which is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, it's um, it's just shit, man. But I guess if we're gonna suspend our disbelief that this guy can take apart a nuclear warhead, I guess we have to also suspend our disbelief that he can figure out how to go to REI and borrow some repelling equipment. So. Yeah, on the list of like incredible things for me, it's just the fact that he took out a nuke. Uh, congratulations, you successfully dismantled an ICBM uh, to bring back the Vegas in your underpants. Uh, I, I'm just we're not going to talk about him because I'm done talking about Trash Can Man. Okay, so like we mentioned before, we're gonna we're gonna keep this episode, I guess, following the journey. So let's go now to Nadine and Harold's journey, uh, where it opens up right where we left off with last episode. Uh, but your I have favorite a question. scene, Nick, right? Your favorite scene of the whole episode? My fa- okay. Yeah. Yes. So we, we come right back. And I'm very excited for it, I guess. I like so much, but you get it twice. I don't understand why Harold is like talking down to Nadine like this. Like, aren't you scared for what Flag's going to do to you? Oh, so you don't think it's a good idea to, to call the devil's wife a sack of potatoes? <laughs> like, that's not a thing you should do? No, not a no? good idea. Okay. Yeah, so what do you think happens to a man who calls this? Like, I mean, come on, guy. Like, this is ridiculous. Nick, if some dude walk up to you and said, your wife looks like a sack of potatoes, like, is your response going to be like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for that observation, sir. Let me get you a hotter woman for your troubles. Thank you, sir. Like, it's fucking insane that he's doing this. So, so what, when when Trump says Ted Cruz's wife is ugly, <laughs> he's going to do the Ted Cruz response? Or I'm going to follow yeah, you anyway. Yeah, he's going to lick his boots. He's, he's going to lick his boots. But opposite, right? But opposite. The guy with the opposite. power is going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, right? Because that's how, that, that's how power you. works, right? I love how he says, we, we don't touch each other like that anymore. I love that one, being that she's touched him exactly one fucking time. Just one time. Just one time. Yeah, and they never really even, like, allude to, like, what's happening off, like, you know, off the screen. Yeah. yeah like, they, they had, like, the one weird encounter in, like, the school, and that was it. 
I mean, it was no, yeah, the, the, in the house, I don't want to see anyone. In the school, too. That's it. All right. Yep. Yep. I mean, in the book, they they make a big thing of it, right? Where where he? I mean, because he's an incel and and she uses sex to control him. Glad we don't get that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for that, but I feel like that would be Josh Boone's big takeaway from this conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, people are still on Reddit hammering this guy. Bo- Boone has been Boone is besides like the GameStop story. Say, it's, it's like Boone or Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting crushed. Um, all right, let's go to the. I can't talk about it anymore. Uh, Harold's crash scene. Um, I laughed out loud. I thought it was so ridiculous, but I, that might just have just been my reaction. Is that in the book? Is that how she like plans to take him out? Okay. Yeah. Definitely not how it happens in the book. Now he does like fall off his motorcycle and like that kind of part happens, but in the book it's subtler. Like he just kind of like around a turn hits like an oil patch. And like goes flying off the edge, right? So he's going normal speed, you know, normal motorcycle speed, not 120, you know, Mission Impossible speed that they're pulling <laughs> on that shit. Um, and then like while he's kind of like laying down there, like you know, slowly dying, he's just like, "Hey, man, really fucking convenient that Nadine missed that oil patch." Like, and it's kind of like implied that like flag set that mm. up. Um, oh, subtlety. See, yeah, subtlety. subtlety. That's exactly. why it's not in the show. It's too subtle for you, dumb 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 motherfuckers who are paying for cbs all access to watch this show can't can't make it like that oh no so dumb and then like i thought oh god when when, when he's like shooting at nadine like that's like a real scene in the book because like yeah nadine's like holy shit he just fucking missed me and it kind of like gets into like maybe flag isn't like this all-powerful all-knowing god like did did he plan Hmm. for harold to like it was like almost just almost take me out so yeah yeah so that's when she starts kind of having a little bit of like, I don't know if I should be trusted this dude. She should have been feeling that for a long fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> this should have happened way long ago. Uh, yeah, the, the scene to me, I, I got like flashes of Anchorman with Jack Black like falling off his motorcycle. I thought he was just going to slam into the thing. But when he fucking torpedoed off, I was like, this is unbelievable. And then he's laying there like, hey, you got to come down. My leg is broken. Man, you're impaled. <laughs> you got to stick through your fucking body dude it's really bad the editing was really bad for him like flying over the edge like that the special i mean look even the makeup right like that stick is coming out of his chest right like i made sure to look at this like that shit is in his chest right like you're dead i I love how we all did the same exact thing i literally was like i gotta see exactly where this is anatomically right yeah best case scenario he just collapsed his like entire left lung oh no yeah no you're dead it might be through his heart or his aorta like for (laughs) sure um yeah, him being like, I, I think my foot got twisted. It's like, that's not a fucking thing, guys. Somebody who messed around in combat medicine for like six years, motherfucker's dead. Like, sorry, bro. <laughs> like, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Ain't no hospitals. Ain't no hell. Like, you're dead, bro. You're dead. Sorry. If the trash oh, can geez. man was there to repel him up, see, there, maybe now, they now had would a be fine. Right. He could have just his... cut that stick out of his chest. Right. Easily. Like right. His working of Without pulley systems would have saved the day. He definitely wouldn't be wearing a shirt. But that's all right. That's one more thing. He's grinding metal without a pants or a shirt on. That's not going to go hot. That's not going to go really super for him. All right. He is covered in scars and burns and stuff like that. So there is that. Some poor choices in the past. But Jesus. Okay. So right after that, we cut to like the Harold Diary scene, like writing out his, his like fucking, hmm. I guess not will, but his, you know, his last testament. Um, Like did. Did you buy like his like minor redemption and change of heart? Fuck no. No, this was the least redeemable thing I've heard any stupid little asshole writing anything. Mm, I'm sorry that I couldn't fall down a hill when I was a kid. Anyway, sorry about killing y'all, Hawk. 
But he signed it Hawk. But he signed it Hawk. You know what? You're right. You're heartless, oh, Corey. That's, you're totally right. He changed it in the last second, murdered people, and then as he was dying, completely, oh, now he repents, right? Yes. If I was in a ditch bleeding out, too, I'd probably rethink some of my choices. Well, you can't repent before you blow somebody up. You okay. can only repent after. <laughs> right, right. Look, I mean, credit, credit to Teague. Like, he actually he had some good faces. Like, the, the face that they make, and then they edit in the, the, the motorcycle driving away, like, that, that shift, they really hit that part really, really well. But, like, so much of this is not fucking working, including that <laughs> sorry excuse for a note. What did you it's think, my Nick? favorite note ever. When I was a child, <laughs> the kids in the neighborhood would jump into the pit. I was unable to jump into the pit. I will not apologize for the things that I've done. Down in the pit. That's yeah, what, that's oh, when we were two on. steps away from a mouse rat song. And that had more emotional impact for me than this stupid shit did. It's so bad. And he was one of the more likable parts of the show. Like, you realize they took him half of the episode, less than half of the episode, to kill him and remove him. One of the only things that was working. Because, again, fuck suspense, right? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of shocked. When I heard that, that King changed the ending to this, I was like, there was a couple things I was holding out for. And one of them was like, I wonder if he's going to, like, not kill off Harold in this way. Which is just kind of hmm. having, like, a major character die in, like, a really fucking shitty way. You know, kind of like Nick. Um... No, no, he's a villain. Not that he doesn't deserve to die and a lot of this type of shit. But I just thought they were actually going to change it. Um, so I, I guess here's another question because I was actually thinking about this. Like, what would have happened? Do you think if, like, you know, if the Boulder Four, if they found him, you know, maybe like a day or two after this thing, like maybe this happened like closer to Boulder, him going over the edge, and they find him alive. Like, what do you think happens? Well, I think you brought this up before we recorded too. Like, the fact that they spent so much time on. Like Franny and Stu talking about like justice if they run into Harold and then they run into him and he's already dead. Yeah. Like, why are you wasting all this time for us to like think about this possible like, like scenario in which like maybe Stu has to decide whether to kill him or to save him? There's so no. much, so much ham fisted editing with this. Like, there's nothing else that I take away than this is like the worst edited show I've ever seen in terms of like where things fit sequentially. And like, again, I mean, you know, there's plenty of tape laying on the ground, right? Like, again, scenes unused for this. It's, it's inexcusable. I, I just can't believe like, like they teased it out like that, though. It's like, like Stu, this man who never wanted to be a cop, is now suddenly the police chief of this town. And now he's out there to serve justice. It's like, no, nope. we're not going to do any of that. No, like, fuck that. that. Was, yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, see ya. No, there's but, more of an emotional connection between Glenn and Kojak than there is even Fran and Stu. There's no, like, there's no chemistry between the two of them. And it's like, it's like a guy talking to his sister. Well, that's just that kinier magic you're talking about, though. No, I mean, like, right. you, you can't compare those two. To right, baby. I'm so, I'm so happy we got to walk through those big, beautiful doors of the Church of Kinnear this week and just <laughs> lay my sweet, sweet head on the altar. Just, come here, Greg. Tell me everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I think, look, going back to this, if if they found him a day or two after the accident, I think we would have had, like, some like a pretty cool moment. Maybe Larry's just saying something kind of... Uh, you know, kind of really speaking to Harold here about the fact that you saved my life, despite everything that you've done. Uh, I'm only here because of you. I don't know. You could have had something, but then I think it takes away from the fact that Harold's a writer and he has to use his last minutes to write in his fucking diary and then sign it Hawk. And we would have had characters about, about the boys in the way. pit. We would have had characters if we did it your way. It doesn't make any sense, Nick. No, these have to Ugh. be, these have to just be very, very flat people walking around for reasons. You asshole. How dare you want characters? Nick, you definitely just want the Batman begins of like, 
I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to see you. you. And then they just walk away. Correct. <laughs> yeah, okay. Absolutely. I know that's what you're looking for. Oh, but you could even bring back into Larry, you're not that, and you're, you ain't no good guy, right? Like, this is almost that, except without mm. any real consequences, because he ditches, <laughs> he just ditches the leather jacket, right? Like, that's Yeah, it. I was going to say, he is a good guy. He put his leather jacket down. Oh, um, <laughs> man. Oh, so sweet. Okay, so we're going to transition from Harold's uh, scene where he dies by suicide to another scene that's also difficult to watch disclaimer here it's three guys talking about um a rape scene and it's kind of tough to talk about uh the only question i really have is the non-book reader of the bunch is um is this what happens in the book for the most part yeah that kind of is how it happens in the book now there's a longer <clears throat> scene leading up to that where it's like nadine kind of wandering through the desert um like on foot and she arrives in a much poorer state but yeah i mean she's raped by the devil or the devil's imp it's a pretty horrific right. scene and um, like afterwards, slightly different in this, she just appears like a little bit out of it. Um, in in the book, she's like completely catatonic, like she's gone completely insane and catatonic. Yeah, but because this is so poorly written and the show hates women, instead we get somebody who is like fawning over right. her rapist now, right inside of that uh, inside of that car. So yeah, I mean, again, this is this is an uncomfortable scene. One, two, it's it's weird to like kind of approach it as a guy, uh, and saying this, but at the same time, like, I've I've harped on this show for being awful to women from the start, and this is more of it, um, and to a degree that again, it makes me mad at the show. I hate the way that this is portrayed. I hate how long they dragged it out. I hate, um, and again. You know, this is kind of talking about the story value of it, too, is just like, how does it play differently with her being catatonic versus her being head over heels with with flag after that? And I think that's, again, telling um, in the wake of this, again, it's 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 not traumatic. It's it's something good for her. And I hate I hate that they did that. I hate it for the sake of us. We're, we're going to leave that scene kind of there. Um, I don't really feel and I don't I kind of I think I can speak for the group here. I don't really feel comfortable kind of making jokes or kind of discussing more elements of this scene right now. Uh, so we're going to kind of like, we'll, we'll come back and talk about elements of it, specifically kind of like flag a little bit later, but I kind of want to let that sit for a little bit. Uh, so we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what's going on with the Boulder crew. Okay. But let's take a break here uh, and let's see kind of what happens here in the rest of the episode. back here let's take a look at the boater crew so we're leaving the journey there with uh harold and nadine and now coming back with the boater crew starting with the conversation with mother abigail hey nick you buying this shit mother abigail laying on her deathbed saying like you got to walk like basically barefoot to vegas into like the devil's den you buying that if you're, if you're no. Stuart glenn do you know why I'm not buying it? Because all you talked about how was was how Nick was your voice. You fucking hammered that point home. The moment Nick blows up, you're like, actually, I made a mistake there. <laughs> Stu, it's you. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is not very, buying that. This is very much those guys that predict the end of the world. It's you know, it's like on May twentieth, two thousand fourteen. It rolls around like nothing fucking happens. <laughs> like yeah, her yeah. picking Nick and be like, oh, that dude that just got blown up. Cool. I know about it though. I shouldn't have known about it. I know about it. But also now it's you four have to go do this shit. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't love Whoopsie Goldberg this episode. I didn't love that. No. No, I also didn't love how they aged her like another like 25 years, how she was like appreciably yeah. older in this episode versus any other time she's been on screen. 
Well, that's what wind damage will do to you. I mean, Flag did his like huff and puff and blow her house in or whatever, and that's she just right. aged 25 years. It, it also has that, that power. That was the wind. That was the wind. It was a Benjamin Button wind. Got it. There we go. Got it. Bullshit. Yeah, and, and the way it happens in the book is like very different. It's like Mother Abigail, like she's like in the wilderness for like weeks. She's like eating leaves and twigs and shit like that. And when they find her, it wasn't like Joe just like pointing at her body and yelling weirdly. Screaming. Like, they find her, they're like, that's a mummy. Like she literally looks oh like you, got, you know you guys have seen seven like sloth from seven. You know that guy who's laying in the bed like yeah that's what she looks like. So when she and like the doctor's like she's super fucking brain dead. When she starts talking, they're like holy shit! Like it really is mind blowing oh. when she like wakes up. She's not just like laying in bed like looking uncomfortable and like wind damaged. <laughs> it's very fucking different in the book. No, they, yeah, uh, d- very different. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that because what you're describing and what I'm seeing is just not the same fucking thing. Corey, you have anything with us? No, it's just the speech is lame. The execution of it's lame. I mean, her holy charge, this divine mission, like it should feel strong and strange. And instead, it's just like a purposeless. It just kind of plops in there. I hate how you marginalize Ray in literally every scene that she's in. And she's supposed to be some like giant crux of this episode. Um, and literally, it's just like she she has no efficacy, no no screen time, hardly like two lines, like the entire bit while they're from 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 the mother abigail scene through the through the walk yeah the ray stuff is fucking crazy like in the book she's not as an important of, well, in the book she's ralph bretner so they, they change this to ray bretner um she's not quite as important as like your larry stew and franny like as a main character level but she's a very important b-list character that actually had a ton of fucking time and agency and, and shit to do in this it's really again it's like the star trek red shirt shit it's just like, yeah, 100%. that woman you've seen tw- two or three times, she's now going with you on this incredibly important walk. Like, this is God-given shit, and this character's been on screen for, like, two minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, when she says one of you is going to fall, I was like, it's fucking her. <laughs> it's, it's the most backhanded regendering of a character to, like, not have it any consequence at all. Like, it's absolutely bananas. I know we've talked about that before, but it's just, again, bears repeating because they just keep doing this shit, right? It's, ah. Bananas. Ralph's kind of a beloved character. Yeah. Like people really Sweet. like Ralph in the book. I can't believe that. Like, I just assumed she wasn't going to go on the journey. Like, obviously, they're going to pick the three characters that they've shown a great deal of. of I couldn't when when they when she was also sitting there. I was like, you too. I was like, this is the fucking dumbest thing. Like they didn't lay any of the groundwork for it. No, no, but they, they no, but they've used her as a background character this whole time. Come on, Matt. She's had like a line per episode where she's come in and angrily yelled something at a room, and then that's it. Come on, so you know who she is. It's fucking really, <laughs> so bad. really bad. But even our main characters are hardly are hardly developed. So I guess what do I expect? Yeah, I kind of did, didn't. You wish one of them would be like, "You sure this time? <laughs> How positive are you? Like seventy five percent? Where you at?" <laughs> Is it very possible that we're just all going to die because we're walking into the fucking like devil's den? We're just going to go in? I don't know. Yeah. So I guess that's the other thing too. Like Nick, how much magic has has Mother Abigail shown like that you've been watching so far? Yeah, I've said I said this last week, and I was like really frustrated about it. I don't understand why people are still like adamant about following what she does when it seems like the other guy has a ton of power, and all you do is every once in a while you kind of bring back some obscure message. I don't know. Okay, because like in the book, she kind of does have magic. Like, this scene's kind of important. In the book, Franny, who's like blasted on her ass after the bomb scene, like wakes up with like like kind of, she's not paralyzed, but like crippling back pain. She can barely move. And when oh. she gets to the room and Mother Abigail's there, Mother Abigail grabs her wrist and she's magically healed. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, well, this woman clearly oh. has some God's working his magic through her, or something is happening. Uh, 
this it's they don't show her doing anything you know i would i would appreciate this if it was actually built into a character beat if it was actually turned into like taking things on faith versus needing proof right because that would be an interesting character moment right but you know again mm. we don't have that and we don't have suspense and we don't have anything else um it's just ram a bunch of stuff down our throat and, and keep it moving you know um fuck at least we had a well-executed montage in this one actually moved things forward like it was supposed to we do get a montage and again i'm a big fan of montages however and i do want to wrap up this last point with mother abigail uh i thought that she'd be like john coffee and i'm kind of shocked that she we didn't see anything like that like i thought that she would have some ability that we can see on screen that people go like wow she's she's like miraculous there's nothing to her and now she's dead because she gives her final speech and then just kind of fades out uh, and I kind of transitioning to this next scene. I love that her speech is like, don't take anything with you. God said not to. However, when you come across the first fucking town, like three miles in, you can loot the stores there, grab all that shit from like REI or Eastern Mountain Sports, grab all the food from the supermarket and you're good to go. What? Yeah, maybe loot a what car too. <laughs> like if, if you're yeah, already going to break your point, fucking rules, just start driving. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's not like you're hiking across mountains, too. For the most part, you're on the road. You literally get to the same part where Harold dies. I'm out. It doesn't make a lick of sense. And also, who got to decide that, like, Kojak should go on this punishment journey, too? Right? <laughs> like, again, it's one more thing. It's like, you know what? All right, we have to go. Mother Abigail said we have to go. But you know what? Fuck Kojak. All right? <laughs> There's a chance that we're all going to die. Bring the dog. Like, that's here nor there, but another frustrating part of this. It's... I don't know. Like it has, it's all done with purpose in the, in the book and you feel good about it. Funny. I thought he was going to say like, Hey Joe, I want you to watch Kojak. And he's like, come on Kojak. Let's yeah. do this. Go to the fucking death march with us. You're coming with us, pal. Oh my God. Uh, all right. So Corey, you brought up the montage scene. You brought up some, a uh, little bit of the, the radio head playing in the background. How did you feel about it? I felt pretty good. I mean, I liked that it was like moving the plot forward and stuff. Um, again, some, some issues uh, with self-control with this, right? Like the zooming into the eye of the body to show them for 30 seconds, then walking down a runway. Hated it. I Terrible. hated it. Hated it. Right? It took me out. Terrible. I had just written down, oh, I'm liking this montage when that happened. And I was like, God, you know what? You just got to fuck it up right in the end. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> Yeah, because I really like the montage scene. You're right, Corey. Like, it, it kind of kills. I love just seeing, like, the, the, the Colorado and Utah and, like, Vegas. And it looks really beautiful. And they do a good job. It's like, hey, this is the journey. This is Sam and Frodo marching into Mordor. This is the whole point of it. Hmm. Um, um, but it just, yeah, that, well, that stupid dead body scene was, like, totally misplaced. made no sense. It didn't contribute anything to it. And you know what's amazing? Dumb. It's like we had this montage, like, we had this walking moment, like, four episodes too late. You realize they could, they could have done several of these with these, like, helping each other yes. out and, like, you know, again, you know, walking through areas with, like, the dead bodies and stuff like that. Like, we could have even built those kind of things in here about them bonding or moving this whole time, and, and we didn't do that. We've just used it for, like, pouring pills down a fucking drain and other dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, this journey is, like, a pretty important part of the book. It's, like, the whole, like, God-given, like, here's what you must do to achieve, like, you know, ultimate victory or whatever. Like... I wonder if they would have chosen to like frame the show with the flashbacks, which we just dropped like two or three episodes ago completely. If they would have framed it during the walk instead, like here you could have had a couple other characters, maybe Harold and Nadine's journey too. And like that would have been yeah. the anchor from which to do the flashbacks from. I was just thinking about that randomly because I was like, I would have enjoyed this journey. I thought it would have been pretty cool. But I mean, they made their decision. And 
It was bad. You would have had to remove Ray from that situation, though, right? Maybe put Franny in. I don't know. Or maybe make Ray an actual character, like fucking Ray Brenner. Also true. You know, (laughs) could have done that. Yeah. Oh. I, I Matt, I do want to touch on your your Frodo and Sam point because it's it, it goes back to something that Larry says like immediately in the journey where uh, Glenn's like, man, we're only like 30 or 40 miles in. We have like 700 and some to go. And and Larry's like, man, you know, that's probably for the best. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, look, we're walking in. <laughs> we're walking into the devil's like the lion's den. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. We're probably going to die. And Ray's like. Like, no, don't, don't say that. What do you mean don't say that? What is your plan? Frodo and Sam had a plan. They're going to go take the fucking ring. They're going to throw it in the, they're going to throw it in uh, uh, what's, Mount, Mount Doom. Doom. I think I'm already blind. Yeah, Mount Doom. Mount Doom. They had a fucking plan. What's the plan here? You're just dead. What I love about all that is too, is Ray's point is Mother Abigail wouldn't just send us to die when that's exactly what the fuck Mother yes. Abigail just did. She just went just outside it. to get one piece of information and then to die. Right, like she was ne- almost murdered secondhand by flag. So I don't get what your point is there, Ray. Yeah, people are dropping left and right for no damn reason. Yeah, that's definitely when you do the. Hmm? You sure? Because yeah. like Nick just sure. got blown the fuck up. It's just like, totally crazy that they're even thinking about that. Yes, where's I guess this is like, Corey's like back to the whole like this is a faith walk, right? Like we believe yeah. in Mother Abigail and something will happen. She basically promised us this or whatever. Um, but they don't really play up the whole faith element. It's not there. It's not on the screen. But like anything else, Bullshit. it's just not developed, right? Like we had opportunities here, but we wasted our time with with stupid one-off shots and time with Heather Graham and uh, conversations between Stu and Fran about fucking justice and like all these dumb little scenes that have added up to minutes and minutes and minutes of screen time. Like I, I, it's bananas. I just left and right. Like I know I keep saying that, but it's crazy. No, no, actually, I'm going to build off of that because it's also our next scene. So we had that entire moment with Franny and Stu talking about justice, and then we come across Harold's dead body for the first time on this journey, okay? We get this moment where we get the, the that Larry reads the diary scene. Um, oh, and the paydays the, the they forgot been, to set up. All of this drives me insane, okay? When you could have had, I thought would have been a conversation between Harold and the rest of the crew, but it wasn't. It was just Harry. It was just the diary scene. They could have built it into any time. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, you have Fran handed to him on the trip. You can have his buddy handed to him while they're digging ditches. Like, there, there's ways to put this into fucking scenes and actually have payoff, right? Like, again, it just seems like, uh, did they write these in a vacuum? Was this a monkey in a typewriter situation where they had them in sep- sensory deprivation booths and nobody got to see anybody else's fucking script? I don't understand. You got no payoff from payday? <laughs> That's it. I'll no. see myself out. No. No payoff from any of this shit. Can we talk about the payday? We'll it's when I... It's, yeah, I have a problem with the pay. If it's the end of the world and you have the choice of any candy, you're going with fucking payday no, and no. like 50 bars of it? Nope. Never. Not even once. He's the true villain of the story. I'm glad Harold's fucking dead. monster. Monster goes and grabs payday bars. Um... <laughs> We have what three more scenes left? We have what? Let's go to the cliff. Should we talk about the cliff moment? The Actually, cliff? This, this is a, a the random cliff. Scene. Or I'm Where? sorry, the the not the cliff, the 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 valley, the, the valley that's cut yeah, across yeah, now the in front ditch. of them. It's the, the valley, ditch, the marginal the di- ditch, <laughs> the larger ditch. <laughs> Man, the pits really got people this week. Uh, so they show up to it. Are we, do we get any inclination that like flag caused an earthquake, which split this in the book? 
are we supposed to think that like you're now entering like flags world and that there there was like a divide there no don't worry they already ruined that by saying that they they felt like you were in his place like you know two scenes before that right before they they stumble on on harold's body yeah i kind of like that nick like flag is like creating earthquake like defense systems i don't know it's not in the book but i thought it was a pretty cool idea you reading into it like that I, i couldn't see what else it would be what else would it be God it, it. it had to have happened recently. It. Like that's a major road that's now split in half. Yeah, I mean I everybody know. else seemed to be able to drive in there just fine without it, Nadine included. So I, I don't think you're far off there. Maybe that's what did yeah. it. Who knows? Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna stop looking into it because I don't care. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Stu. So uh, Stu falls um, pretty conveniently, maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little too conveniently. If I were Larry, I'd be like, oh, I, I twisted my ankle too, guys. Pretty bad. I, I guess I can't walk into hell with you. Good luck. Good luck, uh, Ray and Glenn and Kojak. Uh, this, this ankle, though, you know, I, ever since college, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Jesus. I don't know what to take from this. Like, did Stu, is Stu, I, I, Stu can't show up to Vegas. I'm sorry. And if they do it, it's going to be really dumb. What's he going to do? Stumble in there and save the fucking day on hobbling in with Kojak? Don't worry, they already what killed him it? when they straightened his leg out, so you really don't have to worry about anything there. I mean, like, that's not how, that's not how your femur works. That's not how any of that goes. Leg's broken. Yeah, let me straighten <laughs> that out. Slice your femoral artery, by the way. As soon as I let it go, it's going to snap back into place and right out the side of your leg again, because hamstrings are ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, he's Stu's dead. Stu's dead in that desert. That's not something that they specify. I just, again, it's, there's no love... Uh, that was put into this scene, I feel like. I feel like the set looked bad. Like, the the, the rock gully looked super fake um, and, and and shitty back lot. It looked, uh, again, bad lighting. The only thing that I like in that in that scene is, you know, I'll, I'll pray at the altar at Kinnear. Right? He's just back. Just give, just give the man more service. Give the man more attention. But it's it's a bad it's a badly put together scene. Uh, even the like the one hand up and then oh you fall like it's and like you can tell this is supposed to be a fucking moment, right? Like this is their long journey yes. and like one of their dudes yeah. they, he's not gonna make it and he's gonna die of exposure or or drug overdose. Like and it, it's a pretty hard way to go. Like I, it's just randomly in this episode where they montage like the entire thing. Like it's just not there, you know. So like this moment that should be great, it's pretty cool in the book. Um, it's, it's just fucking flat. So, but don't, but you got Larry to say, I fear no evil. I didn't buy it either, by the way. Did you buy buy his? No, no shit. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, uh, no. Hey, Stu, I'm fucking scared, man. (laughs) I love how we all wrote that down. This does, yeah, the specific note. It this does nothing. Yeah, no. And again, you rob Ray of any emotional scenes, any kind of relevance, any kind of anything where she could show up and 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 show off or anything. But like, nope, she gives him a bracelet and clamors up the hill just fine. See ya. <laughs> again, two lines that entire montage are given to Ray, and she is. I mean, fucking Kojak gets more barks than she does lines. Uh, anything else to add to uh, the fucking Valley scene? Like I oh, oh okay, no I got I gotta ask this is this what happens in the book yeah for the most part yeah okay all right so it, it, they're building from it it's 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 something okay uh, oh, L- Lloyd showing up in the limo um okay I have to assume in the book if if Lloyd showed up in the book he showed up with a caravan of people and also with some weapons okay it is literally one guy driving a car and Lloyd with a pistol that he never takes out. Why don't they just fucking tackle him and take him out in the limo? What are we doing? Well, to, to what end, Nick? Then what? I don't know. 
to, to not get killed by this guy, potentially. Maybe you show up on your own terms. But again, there's no plan here. They're just going to roll into Vegas anyway. So I guess you're right. I know, but like, are they just going to walk into Vegas after having killed uh, Lloyd and just been like, uh, now we have, I know Kung Fu. Like, I just, God matrixed me in the desert. And now I know all this shit. Like, no, I, they're trusting in some weird, like, divine type plan or inspiration. Yeah, I mean, look, if it's Lloyd going to catch me, you can just fucking shoot me. Like, I'm done. I, I I hate this guy. He's so ridiculous. Like, that fucking shirt. Like, they're, they are the worst. And I love how, too, they just sit in the back of the limousine, like, all ho-hum while he's getting, like, while Lloyd's getting blasted and, and smoking with a fucking cigarette holder. Again, there's three of you and one of him, and nobody else is around. Uh, it's just, it's lazy. Like all this is very lazy writing because I mean, why bother? Right. We said, well, they, we said we're trusting in God, right? So let's, let's just go through the motions. We're trusting in God for the devil to send his man to pick us up, to drive us into Vegas. And when, where has this Vegas been this whole time? Where is this cool (laughs) Vegas? Like this actual, like scary and unsettling Vegas with like people getting beat in the streets and them like doing dumb stuff, like keeping the topiary nice. Like that is bizarre and odd. The people crucified in the center of the roads, again, bizarre and odd. And it sells Vegas to me, the video screens, the statues, right? Like that entire drive in worked for me so hard. And then God, they fuck up this show so much. I thought you wanted the hedge crew. They're they're in charge keeping the hedges looking nice Yo. outside these fucking places. The hedge crew, and it's a great crew, right? <laughs> like it's it worked. Like that whole scene again worked. Um, I mean, I maybe I don't love the like render to Caesar uh, unto Caesar what is Caesar's, right? Because again, it's kind of like, well, yeah, he's the fucking devil. What did you think, Greg? That's not. I mean, that's not that insightful. I I know I shouldn't speak oh, about don't, Greg. Don't bad math can right? doing. Right, I know that's blasphemous. Easy, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do feel bad for that guy getting whipped who just like. Like immaculately, oh, yeah. he made that Caesar statue to look just like Flag. Just like that like, guy should be promoted. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable that someone made the that. And the, the, the talent. Yeah, the talent. Can't believe someone, yeah, how's that guy alive? Yeah, pretty man. How did that guy? How did someone who was that good conveniently survive and is in Vegas right now? Or did or did Flag find him? Like, look, I need you to live because I need this fucking statue made. I'll do whatever I can. I'll send Lloyd out in a limo to get you too. Just don't stop working. I'm gonna whip you. Uh, anything else here with Lloyd? Just evidence that Lloyd's doing a bang-up job, right? Putting these crews together again. Just just some A-plus work from this guy. Okay, I, I do want to talk about Lloyd from the book. I, I hate to keep jumping into shit like this, but here, here's how different Lloyd is in the book. Here's a scene kind of from the book. I'm pulling this quote directly. Basically where we're at in the TV show, okay? Um, so this is him talking about himself. Flag's done something to me. Made me brighter or something. I don't know what it is, but I ain't the same man I was. Nothing like. Before him, I was nothing but a minor leaguer. Now he's got me running things here, and I do okay. It seems like I think better. Yeah, he's made me brighter. Lloyd lifted the flawed stone from his chest, looked at it briefly, then dropped it again. He wiped his hand against his pants as though it had touched something nasty. Like, that's Lloyd. Hmm. Like, Lloyd magically is, like, smarter and competent, but he also, like, fucking, like, is disgusted by, by his role in this. Like, he touches the stone and has to wipe his hands after it. Like, are we getting any of that from, from this type of no, Lloyd? dude? No, fucking nuts. I hate what they did to Lloyd. I'd have drowned myself in a feet. fountain if it was him. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's so thoroughly bad. And they've really fucked up nearly all of the villains in this. Because, like, even Skarsgård in this episode is a giant step back for me. Now, I'm going to be honest. That, that's one of the things I've been going back to the well uh, the most on. But, like, Teague is now probably was my favorite thing so far and and again uh i don't know if it's all his fault 
because we do see him looking no. like uh, again a cigarette ash monster uh, in that. Oh one yeah, scene. Well, well, we do need to talk about that. Well, is so okay. So Nadine's reveal at the end, okay, is that she is you know dead. Matt, if you want to talk, yeah, about I was gonna that, say okay. like, did you see that coming, Nick? Because you didn't know no. what was about to happen. Okay, I, I didn't see. Thought... Uh... God, sorry. I thought she was gonna be pregnant. I thought that's what this was, and that she would have. Uh, and that the, the journey would provide the time for the pregnancy to be accelerated as well as the um, for like the demon monster. But no, I didn't expect to see her as like skeleton lady. <laughs> yeah. Zombie bride, fucking bride of Frankenstein yes. shit. Dude, it's yeah. so bad. It looks so bad. It looked bad. <laughs> Dude, even the yeah, baby, it's... can you dig your man playing in the background at this point? Like didn't feel I didn't love that for some for whatever reason. Like I know I should because like Larry's coming in and everything. I didn't I didn't buy that. It felt off to me. And then seeing her looking like a nineteen fifties extra in you know whatever how Rising of the Dead or some stupid B horror movie like ugh. yeah I thought it was like movie. bad Tim Burton. <laughs> They're like let's get some some knockoff Tim Burton <laughs> bullshit from like the nineties and we'll just we'll just put this on her. It was knockoff Corpse Bride. You're you're a hundred percent right. It was low rent back alley Corpse Bride. Um, what did yeah, you guys I, think that flag looked like? I think he looked like a putty from the Power Rangers. You know, like the little henchmen that they fight from <laughs> from when we were kids. They had the ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what oh, I think then, he looks like. He's so easy to defeat, Corey. All you have to do is punch him in the belt buckle, and, and he just flies buckle. into different pieces. Yep, yep. Yeah, I you know what? You're right. It's just missed opportunity on her part for not, you know, knocking this orakai out where he fucking belongs. <laughs> right? It looks like he got out of the orakai. Yeah, no, it looks like he came out of the makeup chair too early. Like I, I don't know yeah. when you saw that, and it's like. This weird amorphous blob. Like, how do you see that? And you're like, nailed it. Nailed it, guys. This is this is what one of the devil's imps looks like. Yeah, it's a weird fucking look. I was actually thinking about this, too, because I thought he looked just like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Sunshine. He looked like Pinbacker from Sunshine. Oh, that's so oh. good. That's yeah, so, so good. It's an awesome Danny Boyle movie, if you guys haven't seen it. But basically, this, <sighs> this dude who's on this spaceship who just is getting blasted by, like, sun radiation for, like, a really fucking long time. And looks like it's just, like, a burnout corpse, which is kind of, like, what that dude looked like. But, yeah, I was getting, like, some serious pinbacker vibes. Like, let's go. All right. See, maybe, That's great. Maybe this did start out at HBO. Maybe they were just using leftover makeup from Chernobyl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, seriously. Or they, they, uh, HBO has has all the Harry Potter movies now. They took the Voldemort fading away dead at the end of the last movie. We're like, we'll just do that. <laughs> just do that again. Yeah. Re- um, oh, man. Yeah, reassembled from the snap. That's what it looks like. So bad. Yes, exactly. It's so bad. It's such a generic thing, too. Like, wh- how are you going to have this one character who's supposed to be the ultimate big bag look so amorphous and lame, right? It looks like it come in out of just any horror movie. Yeah, I hate it, especially Mother Abigail that whole like speech about how you're they're gonna see through you because you're nothing. It's like, well, no, he's just like a weird burnt rock monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, big <laughs> I mistake. He, I guess he is nothing. I guess he is nothing. Nothing but disappointment. Oh, so she was right about something. It's good to know. Um, Great. All right, as as we wrap this up, how many episodes do we have left? One or two? I think it's two. Two. <sighs> okay, so we have two more episodes left. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about. Uh, <laughs> to talk about what happens i'm so excited to see how they're gonna they plan to defeat uh the devil here we'll have another uh q a episode coming up for you guys too um matt cord you guys have anything else to add before we wrap this one up 
No, I'm stop, good. stop watching the show. If you if please stop for yourself, just stop watching the show. We'll be here for you. We're we're gonna let you know yeah, everything that happens. If you want to just listen, yeah. that's fine. I, I support it. I appreciate it. And uh, and don't forget, the show doesn't love you, but we do. We do. We at underscore broadcasters on Twitter. We very much so love you guys. Give us a follow, a like. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five star review. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us difficult. It's a little bit more difficult to find us on Stitcher, but we can provide you the links if that's what you're using. Uh, thank you guys for chiming in again. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Corey. See you guys next week.